1: Welcome back you guys. Thank you so much for listening to the Donna and Steve experience on My Talk 107.1 Everything Entertainment. We are joined by DJ Rock Lobster. We made you, dude. Okay. Who's crabby now? We made you who you are today. We can be we can be crabby because you're lobby.
0: Thank you. By the way,
1: we'll throw a flame thrower
0: <laughs> Hey, no. Hey, Vegito, no. Here's a uh, Fake plastic trees by Radiohead. The green take it out of the podcast. I think this is a Radiohead song. You guys could get by. Okay.
2: Well, yes, but over. now pull up any Peter Paul and Mary, <laughs> okay. and it's the, it's the same as that. It's the same as that because you have to do podcast hour number three, which means there's going to be a bunch of music that you have to take out. I
0: remember when I was a child, I bought, I got like a Peter Paul and Mary cassette at the library, and I remember liking this song a lot.
1: I like this one too, Steve. You could play this on the guitar. yeah
2: When I was just a lad of ten, my father said to me, "I always picture them super stones." No, lemon tree. Don't put your faith
0: in oh. love, my boy. Did you have a kind of crush on Mary when you were?
2: No, I didn't have a crush you on like, Mary. Mary, <laughs> Mary? what do you want? The moon, Mary? <laughs> <laughs> We, you know why I think Peter, Paul, and Mary is so special <clears throat> to me? We would listen to them on the way up to this campground that we would go to in the summer. So it's like a part of the soundtrack of the summer vacation that we would take. And I just Aww. love them. There's so many sing. What about Rocco? What, okay. you ever listen to Peter, Paul, and Mary's song, I Dig Rock and Roll oh, Music? Yeah. I dig rock and roll music and I love to get the chance to play and sing it.
0: Oh, they are digging rock and roll.
1: That's unnecessary. What? <laughs> Come on, Donna. <laughs> we don't need
2: All right. Okay, fine. Let's go Kristen to. Um, Wig let's go to don't, don't go to don't Think Twice.
1: Chorus
2: <laughs> twice. Don't Think <laughs> Twice. I know it's a Bob Dylan song, mm-hmm. and they do a great job with this song. My point is for anyone listening, especially Rocco, who turns up his snooty little nose at things that suburban people like you just gotta hear it and if you like Dylan you'll like this There, this is an homage to Dylan it really is or as I think Elizabeth Reese from Twin Cities Live once put it you know the best version of a Bob Dylan song anytime Bob Dylan's not singing it <laughs> I'm just saying
1: <laughs> I do kind of like the uniqueness of his voice
0: he takes what he has
2: it's like and Springsteen sort of it makes such a, a great writer I've started to like Bob Dylan's voice more as I've gotten older hey as it, yeah. <laughs> Crazy, kind of like
1: that. Here we go. Everybody must get stoned. And then later,
2: they always do a three-part harmony at some point, Peter, Paul, and Mary. Yeah, I'll just skip ahead. They're wow. great. they are really there it is,
1: selling Peter, Paul, and Mary. You
2: haven't
0: heard uh, this good of a three-part harmony since. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, no
1: don't. Steve's tree oh. talks <laughs> and we close our eyes.
0: Oh, God.
2: <laughs> I thought it was going to be, <coughs> let's make a list. Oh, that was the real, real that's now. when people said we had shades of Peter, Paul, and Mary. That
0: is true. Now I got to jump
2: back to that one. Oh, but, boy. All right, and Donna, you'd be Mary. Let's, let's make, make a, a list. list. <laughs> okay. Lemon tree, very pretty. Let's work on it. See, it's such
0: a slow <laughs> dis- news day in Hollywood that we just gave
1: eight to no, Peter no, wait a. Why does you have actual news. Oh, do we?
2: Okay. Are we picking the bone with him or not? Do
1: it. I tried to, and I said I was going to throw a flamethrower. Oh, well, well, what is this
2: bone that you're picking? It's the it's crabby Rocco. Where first of all, we never know. Here's what we've come to learn. You're
1: a crabby lobster.
2: We know that there's one day a week where we're going to get DJ Crab Robster. or <laughs> <laughs> DJ Crab <Krab> Lobster, lobster. <laughs> and. That's, uh, then we never know which day it's going to be. And some days we feel like, oh, we could randomly talk about something where we're booking it. And then other times he starts, like, let's figure out our seating arrangement. Sometimes he's all on board. Other days, like today, it feels like we got our boss over there who's like, why don't we get back on topic, guys? Feels like it's a review in (laughs) HR or something.
0: You know, usually the person that sits in this seat is called the producer and does try to keep the show on track. And that's, I just felt like doing it today.
2: Fine, whatever. Man, is whatever it going to make you
0: two-hour producer guy? Is yeah. it going to make you remember that? Remember when you liked my, <laughs> my Pinocchio picture on Instagram from Disneyland? My friend Sarge oh, waving the, or high-fiving hashtag Pinocchio?
2: Italian puppetry. <laughs> yeah, my
0: uh, <laughs> my friend Sarge just called in and said he wants to go with us tomorrow. So I did buy him the seat next to me. I hope that's okay. We don't know this guy. Who's Sarge? Sarge, He's my buddy. Whatever. He listens. He's out there. He's an electrician. He listens in the truck. Do you know who, Sarge? I I do. I don't think Donna or Steve or Don
2: does. So so Sarge is coming now?
1: Now you're screwing up our seating arrangement. No, he's sitting right next to me.
2: He's sitting on the far side of you. Yeah, Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, he's he's deep in the aisle. You let
2: Sarge know right now. (laughs) I don't care how much. And you said he's Italian? Mm Mm-mm. Oh. Right. But he was
0: uh, in my Italian puppetry oh, okay. Instagram Well, by extension,
2: I'm assuming his fondness for Italian puppetry means he's probably into the Italian delicacy known as a pizza, and I will not be sharing oh, he with does Sarge. Like
0: hmm. pizza, yeah.
1: If he brings, like, a dummy with him or something, <laughs> I'm going to be really offended. A sex doll. No. I think it's get a sex doll. What oh, is a dummy? You know? oh no, she meant, like,
2: a crash test dummy.
1: No, I meant, like, the kind of ventriloquist. Oh.
2: <laughs> (laughs) Oh, you mean, wait, is that who Sarge is? Is he the dummy that Rocco's referencing? Like, oh, I got a buddy who's an electrician. And it's just he pulls him out from a briefcase right before the movie starts. Rocco, we thought you were bringing Sarge. Hey, let me out of here. Let me out of here. A little hard hat on his puppet head. Oh,
1: God, like that. Who's that real annoying? Jeff Dunham. It's like that guy. Great. Rocco brought Jeff Dunham and his Italian puppet with him. (laughs) We gotta go. Make a wish. I wish this segment was over. <laughs> it is, oh, it is. look at that. Wishes do yeah. come true. All right. um, when we come back, you know what? I do have a little bit of an update on the Johnny Depp, uh, Amber Heard defamation trial. Kate Moss, I believe, testified. I've got a little bit of what she had to say. We can get to that. And then a couple of studies coming up next on My Talk. Hey, good morning. Donna and Steve here on My Talk 1071. everything entertainment. Got a little update here on the Johnny Depp Amber Heard defamation trial. I watched a little bit of it last night, boy, were some of these um some of these witnesses super boring. Um but they really are like kind of peeling back uh, the the curtain on on Hollywood and 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 publicity and how things work. It's very interesting for that reason. If no other. But so Kate Moss, who once dated Johnny Depp from 1994 to 1998, uh, took the stand. She actually did this via live video link in front of that uh, Virginia courtroom to address a reference that Amber Heard had made in previous testimony about Kate Moss and Uh, kind of implying that there's a rumor that Kate Moss was thrown down a flight of stairs by Johnny Depp. Hmm. So Depp's team sprung into action and said, okay, you're going to go there. We're going to go get Kate Moss. Um, Hmm. Kate Moss uh, testified that basically he never pushed me, kicked me, or threw me down any stairs. She said, we were leaving the room Uh, They were vacationing in Jamaica, okay, and they were leaving the room, the the hotel room or wherever they were staying. Johnny left before she did, and there had been a rainstorm. As she was leaving the room, she slid down a flight of stairs, and she hurt her back. She said she screamed because she didn't know what happened to her, and she was in pain. He came running back to help her and carried her to... The room and got her medical attention. He never pushed or kicked me or threw me down any stairs. And that was her testimony. And uh, Kate Moss was not cross examined by Amber Heard's team. So that's wow. where they left it. So I guess a point for Team Johnny.
2: Yeah. Geez. When it comes,
1: I have to tell you, these both sides are working really hard. Like they have put together very interesting um arguments witnesses testimony i mean it's just especially his team is really they are like a well-oiled machine they're working as a team, like one minute, a female lawyer will be up there. Um, the next minute, the the male lawyer will be up there. I don't know if they all have certain strengths or right specialties yeah, that they work team on. Yeah, of
2: lawyers are always interesting. It's it, amazing. Like, remind you back in the OJ trial. It, that's
1: exactly what I was thinking. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just, they're working hard, and I can't even believe that this case is still in court. I really hope there is some kind of outcome because think of all that wasted time.
2: What are the possible outcomes, though?
1: Throw it out. Throw,
2: Throw it, it out. out. Uh, one side wins money. The other side, is this going to be like a people's court thing where it's like, all right, you, you owe $10 to this person and you have to give the pizza coupon back to the other Maybe.
1: person? I'm not even sure if it's the judge. Who makes jury, that decision man. or the jury that That's makes the right. decision as far as the finance financial, you know, portion of it?
0: Hmm.
1: I you know, here is my question. Um what I'm curious about, I reached out um to our friend Mike Bryant and I'm waiting to hear back, but I'm curious if he's I know this is a civil case. Mm-hmm. And I know this almost the same exact case probably was the one that went on in London, or was that a divorce settlement case? I can't recall. But if the jury finds in favor of Amber Heard, yes. does that mean he's guilty of these crimes, or that would be a completely different... And can can an investigation be opened up into a criminal investigation into Johnny Depp And and the allegations or does one thing have nothing to do with the other? Cause if he's guilty of the thing she's saying he's guilty of, that's, that's a crime, right? That's criminal stuff.
2: <clears throat> I'm going to clear my throat as I talk but about
1: Although this. I know that in the OJ case, you know, OJ was found not guilty and then what? he ended up having to pay right. the Ron, um, Oh gosh, Uh, the family of Ronald Goldman. Goldman. Yes,
2: Um, I have a question about the money. Let's think about this for a moment. Isn't the most likely outcome ultimately that nobody gets any money? And I only say that because they're both suing each other for fifty million dollars. He's no one's got any money.
1: She's suing for more. He's suing her for fifty. She's suing him for a hundred.
2: Oh, but no one's got any money.
1: I know. Aren't these the things you can't
2: ever pay?
1: I don't know how it works. I don't know if he goes on a payment plan or she goes on a payment plan.
2: Cause it isn't a bit of his defense, you know, like look at the inside of my pockets. I got nothing here. I've blown it all. And I, yeah, I, I don't know. Amber Heard doesn't have $50 million. Right. So yeah. What is it? You, a percentage out of every paycheck that you make forever. Great or?
1: questions
2: curious how this all works.
1: I'm very curious too. I mean, it'll be interesting to see but like she had people on the stand um that were being basically talking about how she lost all these opportunities, branding opportunities and endorsement opportunities and and uh, you know Aquaman cut her out because of the negativity from Johnny. Meanwhile, Johnny's team had people up on the stand saying no, that's not why she was cut. It has nothing to do with that. It's because we saw a lack of chemistry between Amber and Jason Momoa. And audiences noticed that. So it's just a whole he said, she said back and forth. It's just it's getting exhausting now, guys. I don't know if I could take the, take the hit for the team anymore.
2: Well, here's something to distract you briefly from it. Okay. Monkeypox. All right. Let's can I just give you some of the things, some of the questions that people have right now about monkeypox. It's kind of you know, it's 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 out there. It's out there. People are talking, so these are some basic things that people have been googling. About it, let's make it official. Studies have shown that. Studies have shown that the microbial.
0: Several long term studies have shown. They've studied the studies. Several scientific studies have shown. And here with their findings are study buddies. The perfect nerd couple. Donna and Steve. So here's what you need to know, Corey.
1: Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S., the person behind
2: all of this is Chris Jenner,
1: LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends.
2: Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Into Google Trends, these are the top five questions that people are asking about monkeypox. Number one, what is monkeypox? Well, it's related to smallpox, which was eradicated worldwide in 1980. But in general, monkeypox is less serious. It's called that because it was first seen in lab monkeys in Denmark in 1958. It is not related to chickenpox, though.
1: Isn't that interesting? Like, one is named after a monkey and one's named after a chicken? I never really thought about chickenpox in that way, but now I will.
2: Is monkeypox contagious? Well, we wouldn't be talking about it if it wasn't, but it's much less contagious than COVID. The average person who gets Omicron will spread it to around eight other people, but with monkeypox, you would spread it to less than one. On okay. average, how is monkeypox transmitted? Well, it's mainly spread through close contact with people and animals that are infected. It can enter through a cut or you can get it from coughs and sneezes, but they think it's mainly being spread through sex. Mm. What does monkeypox look like? Is another question people were asking, uh, kind of like the chicken pox. But before that happens, early symptoms include a fever, headache, muscle aches and exhaustion. And finally, is monkeypox deadly? Well, it's usually mild, but it can be deadly. The fatality rate they've seen is between 3 and 6%, but that's mainly in Africa where healthcare isn't great. So that number, not exactly a reliable number as it would play out in other parts of the world. And as usual, more serious for people with compromised immune systems. That is what people are asking about monkeypox. Thank you, Steve. That is what we know. All right, we got to go. When we return... We're gonna play our big weekly game. It happens Woo! on Wednesdays. Love it. It happens at eleven thirty. It's called the Millennial X Games. It will be me versus Donna. Did I say it right? You did, Steve. The Millennial X Games. Uh, we need a Gen Xer and a Gen. Yeah, baby. <laughs>
1: Talk one zero seven one. Everything entertainment.
0: Before I give you the good morning, welcome back donna
1: and steve on my talk 1071 it is eleven thirty. mark and it is wednesday pump day as the kids say and that means we play a little game generation
0: x versus millennials these are the millennial x games Steve, the millennial. <sighs> I can't even. Versus Donna, the Gen Xer. Like, totally awesome. And here's your host. DJ Rock Lobster. Lobster. <laughs> wow, uh, kind of unusual. Both of our side players today are men. Oh. Sorry, I mean, I don't know. I assume they identify as men. They sounded like men. You just, you know. Okay. We'll find out their pronouns when we bring them on. All right. We'll start with this guy. He's a Gen Xer, Dennis.
2: Dennis, welcome to the Don and Steve experience. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing really good. So, Dennis, uh, or D-Bone, if I may, Uh, you're going to be my lifeline because you're a Gen Xer, so you're going to help me out, okay? Sounds good. All right. Wonderful. And who else do we have, Rocco? I'll tell you who we got. We have Jack. Hey, Jack. Hi, Jack. Hi, Jack. Hey,
1: see what I did there? Hi, Jack. Hey, Jack. Can I ask how old you are? Thirty-two. Excellent! Wow. I'm gonna be calling on you, baby. What Prime
2: you... of your life. Yes. What do you do for a living, Jack? Uh, I'm a manager at a retail store. Excellent. Oh boy, that's some hard work there, especially during holiday rush and big sale weekends. Good for you.
1: Yeah. All right. Uh, stand by, Jack. Stand by, Dennis. Can I go first?
0: Sure,
2: absolutely.
1: All right, here okay. I go. Ready, Rocco? Not really. All righty. So. <laughs> Let's
0: do it. Let's hit the button. I'm <laughs> trying. <laughs> Television. Ah, yes. Okay, television. Uh, Donna, at the 2004 Emmy Awards, uh, the outstanding lead actor in a drama series went to James Spader for playing a character named Alan Shore. Alan Shore was part of a David E. Kelly show that uh, was about a Boston law firm. Oh. And you name that show that James Spader won an Emmy for. 2004, oh, I was gonna go with The Blacklist, but that was not that
1: long ago. I
2: know what this is.
1: Uh, Boston legal final.
2: Uh, no, Steve, you want to steal? I actually thought it was Boston legal.
0: No, it was The Practice. Oh, practice.
1: no, With Cameron. What's her name? Oh,
2: uh, yeah. Yes. Mannheim. Mannheim.
1: Oh, zero.
0: Zero. All right, all right. All right, Steve, are you ready? I'm ready now. Come on, Steve, okay, you got this. Come on, me. Like yeah, you. This.
2: Country music.
0: Oh, it is music. No. Steve, at the 1984 Grammys, the award for best pop vocal performance went to a soundtrack song done by Irene Cara. Can you name that song? Say the year again. 1984.
1: Go ahead. Tell us how old you were.
2: One. Let's bring uh, D-Bone in. No! D-Bone! No, Dennis, Dennis, stay away. Hey, Dennis.
0: No, Dennis. No, Dennis, Dennis, we're going to
2: repeat the question for you.
0: Yes. At the 1984 Grammys, the best pop vocal performance uh, went to a soundtrack song uh, sung by Irene Cara. Can you name that song?
1: Oh, he has to name the song?
0: I think so, right?
1: Oh. Or the movie. Or, I thought, the soundtrack.
2: I know it's from Flashdance.
0: The answer is the same.
2: Either Flashdance or... is our final answer.
1: No, that's the name of the oh,
2: movie. Wait. Yeah, okay, that's what I meant. Um, but is it maybe called like flash dance? Mm-hmm. Um I'm singing it in my head. Okay, work it out. Go ahead. You got time.
1: got the music. my eyes the This yeah. is good. Oh
2: my god. Uh, he's right. Is it maybe flash it? Hey Dennis, let's just say this.
1: Come on, hook. It. There it is. Did you get that right?
0: What did you say?
2: What a feeling. What a feeling. Ooh. You
0: know what? what? You were you 100% right <laughs> mm-hmm. because the song is actually titled Flashdance, Ellipsis.
2: What, what a, a feeling. feeling. Oh, what a feeling. Damn it, Dennis. Yeah. Ah. Woo. Way okay, to go, Dennis. Yeah, Dennis. Whoop, whoop. Coming in All clutch. Right. All right, stay there. I think you might uh, win a prize here. Let's see how Donna does on question number two. Go ahead, Donna.
0: Donna, are you ready? Yep. Okay, let's do it. Big money, big money, not music, not music. No! no,
1: no. Uh, All right,
0: Donna. At the 2005 Grammys, the uh, award for, uh, where is it, best rock performance by a duo or group with vocal went to a song that opens with the spoken phrase, uno, dos, tres, catorce. Catorce? Yes.
1: He, uno, he dos, sw- tres, catorce. He kind of switched Ooh. it up,
0: and when I say he, what one named lead singer am I talking about that said the words, uno, dos, tres, catorce?
1: Oh, no. The- uno, dos, tres, Oh, wait. Uno, dos, dos. <laughs> I, uh, what, La Bamba is coming to mind for me right now with What's Los
0: Lobos. What's the year here? Uh, o oh five. Yeah, O oh five. Mm. Could this be like a Ricky Martin situation? You want the the song or the artist? I want the name of the singer. I said the one named singer who says Uno quatorze."
1: I'm gonna go to Jack. Jack Jack There he is. Hey Jack, can you help? Hey buddy. Hello? Hi. Did you get that question? Hi.
2: Question number two. Uh, did is you? Okay. Bono?
1: Oh, wow. Bono! Final.
2: Bono. Nice. And I think that first one is Boston Legal.
0: <laughs> oh, is it?
2: I'm it's pretty sure.
0: Let me look it up.
1: We just needed the one. Oh man, thank you, Jack. You okay, we're on the board. Now I need
0: to check. Was the first one a James Spader question? Myself. Yeah, I don't know. What? What do we even know anymore? I said Boston anything? Legal, but. Let's take a look at it later. Okay. This show's got a lot of
2: moving parts. Yeah. <laughs> James Spader is 62 years old, by the way. Spin that wheel. Okay.
0: Television. Television. Let's hope I get this one right. At the 1984 Emmy Awards, John Ritter won for Outstanding Lead Actor in a Comedy Series for Three's Company. If you would have told me... To- asked me, hey, did John Ritter ever win an Emmy for Three's Company? I would have said no, that's ridiculous, but I would have oh, been wrong. He
1: was really good with the, the physical comedy. So good.
0: But here's who we beat out that year, among others. Robert Guillaume mm. and Sherman Helmsley. Mm. Can you tell me what shows either of those guys were nominated for?
2: I'm going to go with my gut here. I have no idea. I don't think I've ever heard of those names. But I'm going to take a uh, shot in the dark here. Mm-hmm. And say, the odd couple final (laughs) answer.
0: No. Dang it. How about
1: moving on up?
0: Yep. Robert Guillaume was on the show Benson. That
1: was good.
0: And Sherman Helmsley was on the show the Jefferson.
2: Boy, well, no offense, but the odd couple got stiff that year
0: <laughs> um i believe i was i said the practice that's you what did. i got yeah so, sorry I, that's I what wikipedia right. says that's all
1: yeah. right. maybe that was jack's guess Jack's right. cool um donna big money what's the score by the way it is well, one I to one
0: one to one. Oh, this anybody's game going into Yeah, Steve has final ups okay here we go but you're out of lifeline yep. spin it top of the third movies, Tied. movies. Okay.
1: All right. All right.
0: Um, At the 2004 Oscars, uh, Charlie Kaufman won for best screenplay for a movie described by IMDb as thus. When their relationship turns sour, a couple undergoes a medical procedure to have each other erased from their memories. Can you name that 2004 movie? No.
2: I said oh, Jim yeah. Carrey was in it.
1: Oh, yeah. It would be like Nurse <laughs> Betty. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah.
2: Nurse Betty.
1: No, it's not Nurse Betty.
0: It's... Uh,
1: I, I'm gonna just say that this movie
0: is called Monkeypox. Pox. Monkey pie. <laughs> 13 months. Damn it. Eternal sunshine of, of the, the spotless, spotless mind never, with
2: Murder Durder. Kate Winslow. Never
0: saw it. It's a good one. Charlie Kaufman's a good writer. He did that uh, Malkovich movie. Mm,
1: being uh, John Malkovich? Yeah,
0: adaptation. I believe that was a good one with Nicolas Cage uh, and Meryl Streep.
1: No, that one was terrible. no
0: nope, Super good. No, Stick super with it. awful. It's it weird. No, it's
1: weird. No. And Nicolas Cage, you're going to want to punch him in the face. Not oh. him, but his fake twin brother. Okay, big money. Okay, for okay. so this I'm is
0: Charlie Chaplin.
2: <laughs> Movies. movies. All right, I'm seeing a movie tomorrow. All right, ah! at the
0: uh, 1984 Oscars, Jack Nicholson won a uh, Best Supporting Actor for a movie. No, even though the movie is mostly known for kind of being a story of two women, mm. Shirley MacLaine and her daughter Deborah Winger, mm. who has terminal cancer. Mm. Name that 1984 movie.
2: All right, I haven't. I have one movie coming to my mind that I have not seen. But based on the Shirley MacLaine, the, the the sadness thing, I'm gonna go with terms of endearment. Ooh. Final answer. Damn it! Is Steve that wins right? Is the game the
0: pill!
2: Wow. Oh, sorry. Arsene. Oh, good wow! Job. Never seen that. <laughs> that wow, that's really crazy. Good.
0: Sorry,
1: Jack. We lose. Oh yeah, let's
0: give Jack his concession speech moment here. Um, How you
2: doing, Jack?
1: Hey, Jack. Sorry, mm-hmm. I lost.
2: Oh, no problem.
1: You're my best friend.
0: Same. <laughs> okay,
2: All right. yeah thank you so much bring in d-bone d-bone yes. you filthy rotten scoundrel you won Woo! yeah my what's talk the prize sure my I talk t-shirt nice mm-hmm. uh well way to go congratulations stay on the line rocka will get your information thank you so much for playing along with us don't forget, you can check out Listener Rewards for May. You can get yeah. tickets to see comedian Liza Schlesinger at Mystic Showroom. You can also win a set of AirPods and gift cards to Dunn Brothers Coffee or Ever Eve. Those prizes and more are up for grabs. in Listener Rewards, you can find that on our app, which you should download, or at mytalk1071.com. All right. You win this time. Ah, I'll get you next time, yeah. Patterson.
1: Hey, um, Steve wants to do a little tree talk. I will give you an update on my mower. My Which
2: electric almost mower. brought you to tears yesterday.
1: I was welling up pretty good.
2: I can't wait. We'll lead with that when we return, Donna and Steve, <laughs> on my talk.
1: Final stretch of the Donna and Steve experience on my talk 107.1. Everything entertainment. Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson, Krabby Rock Lobsters in the house, too. I'm not that crabby, I don't think. I mean, well, you're, you're coming around
0: a little bit now. Yeah. Thank you.
2: Uh, before we go any further, uh, we do want to let you guys know about the Cat Video Festival. Yes. Okay. It's returning. Join My Talk 1071 and the St. Saint Paul Saints at CHS Field. Ch- field uh-huh. Thursday, August 4th. This is presented by Origin Pet Foods and David with First Equity. New this year will be our spokes kitty. Nominate your cat for this honor and send us a photo. You can get more info at mytalk1071.com. Keyword
1: cat. Guys, you's... got some mail. mail oh, cool. it's mail, mail, mail time. The mail here. Oh, my God. Becca. Sent us an email regarding the James Spader question, said everyone is right about the James Spader question. His character started on private practice, then he moved to Boston Legal, which was a spin-off of private practice.
2: Yeah, Bailey said practice. the same. And and it was two thousand four still worked for both, too.
1: And I think the question was what did he win the Emmy for or something yeah, like that? So
0: technically it was the practice according to Wikipedia. But whatever. I should probably write questions based on shows I've actually watched.
1: No, you don't have to do that. Brian,
2: uh it. emailer Brian Oman says hey, donna Omen. Y- you need to watch Eternal Sunshine. I think it's probably my favorite movie of all time. So Brian is calling it his vote.
1: Okay. His vote. All right. Uh
0: F- it, favorite what of all time? Favorite of all time. Oh, I
2: thought it was going to be favorite movie it's of like all time. It's like, be, no, like that'd be fomped,
0: fomped.
2: Anyway. Wait, favorite movie. Oh, from oh yeah. <laughs>
0: Oh, I did. Right. Uh, we had a caller that said, "If you're looking for a tree song, um, to maybe check out this one from like the 1940s." Right.
1: Are you trying to torture I me? I
2: love the sound of this, Donna.
1: No, this is like a this is like a haunted <laughs> house kind of thing that you hear. No, your, like yeah. an old
2: an old amusement park. In fact, the... Kennedy, yeah, it's even scarier.
1: Might. Don't say old amusement park. That's haunting.
2: No, the oldest traditional amusement park in the country. is in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. It's called Kennywood. And at the end, when Kennywood closes, they start playing old-time songs like that. Okay? Okay. Rocco, real quick, because Donna has a lot of editing to do for Hour 3 anyway. Can you just pull up Nighty Night by Ray Alvino and his orchestra? Stop it. Donna, just one more. No. Imagine this and play it from the very top. Ray Alvino and his orchestra called Nighty Night. Ray Alvino. And Donna, you'll like this. This is like has strings in it. And I, we actually will sing this to uh, the little kids before we put them to bed. It's nighty night. We sing it to them. And it right. was the, it was the your day of fun here at Kennywood Amusement Park has come to a close. And now you hear this. Mm, no. Nope. Come on, Donna. No, sounds- now listen, wait. No. Oh. And this is when you're rocking the baby and then you do this.
1: I'm going to kill you. Farewell
2: kiss. <laughs> or two. Or three. Ah, this is great. While my, my arms take you. Oh, come All on. Right. Donna, why don't you have a heart? <laughs> I do. That just sucks. No, that's it a, doesn't, that's Donna. Song. Donna.
0: Maybe, it's, you know, we our show plays again like at 11 at night.
2: Thank you. Maybe
0: we should play this at the end of like the 11 p.m. replay.
2: You know what, though? That's not a bad idea. And normally I would be okay with it, but I know that it would taint the memory of it for me because then I would hear that song, and instead of swelling with emotion about a sweet time of rocking kids to bed, I would think of Donna and work. And why doesn't this computer work? Why do we need all these wires?
1: What <laughs> you I ain't What's need, the deal with that?
2: I just don't need that.
1: Oh, gosh, guys. Got my mower working. Thank you to my neighbor, Mike.
2: You almost cried yesterday. I, what happened? I just... Uh,
1: the... Okay. Ooh. The instruction manual is not user-friendly. Don't give me all this crap that I don't need to know right now. Give me a one-sheet. Tell me step one. Make sure this is attached to your mower. Step two start your mower maybe make sure the battery's in then start your mower then press this button then be on your merry way my neighbors just pulled in from a winter in florida literally pulling into their driveway i was out there trying to work on this and i was like i'm gonna cry i'm gonna cry and they're like do you want me to come over and help you and i'm like no you're not even done unpacking he's like i will and he did and it was great no, and again,
2: if you're just tuning in mid-story and you're wondering, was Donna, what was she trying to like build a hot rod from scratch? <laughs> is it a carburetor problem? Where to put it? With the, it was, She was trying to start a lawnmower.
1: They don't make it easy. It comes with all these extra parts and then to get the bag on. Oh, so
2: I yeah. was like, okay, the I'm going to try to bag, bag it. The bag is tricky. Sometimes it's like, forget it, we're mulching. I'm a mulch lady right. now.
1: I'm a mulcher. And here's the deal. Sometimes... You you have a lawn mower and you just take the bag and boink it falls right into place. Mm-hmm. This one's like plastic and you got to put it through a sleeve. And I'm just like, you know, I'm not an engineer. Make it simple, dumb it down. Thanks, but it works and it's amazing. Thank you. I'll
2: tell you what. Speaking of engineers and dumbing it down, we are replacing mulch in some flower beds with rock. I've, the I mulch did that last year. Okay, so the mulch gets everywhere. It's Weeds messy. And, it's yeah. yeah. And we thought, you know, I better look cleaner and be a little, it'll solve its own problems, but it'll be less. We're going to move to, to rock. Well, what we had to do, our flower beds, Donna, they have curves everywhere, okay? It's all curvy. It's not like a square or anything like that. Okay. So we call someplace and they say, yeah, you're going to need the square footage of that. And my wife, unashamed, since she knew I didn't have the answer and she didn't, she said, yeah, how would we figure out the, the square footage of the, the, the garden beds? And they said, just multiply the length times the width and divide by 72. So we go around and it's all odd how it's shaped and we are cutting off parts and saying, all right, this is a section, let's measure this, let's measure this, let's measure this. Divide all these numbers by 72. Turns out you're not supposed to divide it by 72. You're actually supposed to multiply it by .007, which provides you a number that is only half of the number. So we were about to get 14 tons of rocks delivered. And I thought, (laughs) I "I don't think that we're going to want, like, what if we're stuck with five extra tons of rock? Then you have to do a, a depth because you have to figure out how deep do you want the rocks to be. Point is, we end up measuring all on our own. We finally get what we think is a good calculation. We get to 775 square feet. We were rounding up. We called our old landscapers, and they said, we have the blueprint right here. It's actually 714 square feet, which means we weren't too far off. But we are also sort of idiots because we don't know how to just do square footage. We got rock coming tomorrow. If anyone within the sound of my voice has a wheelbarrow or a shovel (laughs) or an able-bodied teen who wants to come and hang out with radio's Steve Patterson. We will be shoveling rock like we're working in a quarry this weekend.
1: Can I ask what kind of rock? you Doing river rock, black rock?
2: Not doing river rock. Just do you. the black rock. No, we're not doing black rock. Gray I'm, rock. It's I'm going to tell you it is gray. Okay. And it is called. Uh, I'll tell you what it's called. I here, almost Donna. did the
1: gray, but it's the... called.
2: Uh, yeah, it's one and a half inch gray trap rock. I'd
1: like to see what it looks like, please.
2: Alrighty, Donna. Oh,
1: Alrighty, everybody, stand by. I'll it describe is it. That. Okay, that's what I have. It's a
2: uniform. Yeah. It's that's what I have. Yeah.
1: It's just regular rock. I think it darkens over time. I could be wrong. I don't know. Good luck to you, sir. No more tree talk for the rest of the week. You're welcome, guys. We'll have a stellar show for you tomorrow.
2: (laughs) I make no promises. You shouldn't. We have uh, Colleen and Bradley are coming in next. Uh, Love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, we tried to do our best to entertain you after we started the show, of course, talking about the just god-awful tragedy in Texas uh, yesterday. Yeah, yeah. We um, just send so much love to them, and our hearts break for those families. Uh Bradley will come in next and try to keep you entertained here. Thanks so much for listening to my talk.